0: 40 foot of Peretta's Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> 10 win season. Just the seventh in the history of the program. Dino Babers has delivered on his promises. It's over! It's over! The have won it! Syracuse has won the national championship! This is the Seth Everett Show. Good morning. It is Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. Right here on ESPN Syracuse, we are here and in living color, soon to be on Twitch. Ooh, everybody gets nervous.
1: I have to shower to do this show now.
0: Oh, no, you got to brush your hair, brush your hair, <laughs> brush your teeth. Welcome, everybody. Glad you can pull up a chair. And if you're listening on the podcast format, I, I appreciate that. I'm obsessed with podcasts. I work with podcasts. I have podcasts. But uh, I don't know what the weather is like, so I can't tell you what it's like. If it's pouring, I'm sorry. It's not right now. So that's all I can say. We have a fun show for you today. Syracuse moved up a spot, as you hold, heard Goldberg there, Buckshot Goldberg, tell you in the update. And... um you know the orange at 21, 22 in the coaches poll. Uh, Twelve AP voters didn't vote for the Syracuse Orange. I, I love, I love when voters just decide to, you know, just make statements with their votes. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I am here. Polly Sibilia is here. Polly, good morning. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm well. Nah, who am I kidding? I'm, I'm feisty today. That's I have every day. Al- I have already had two fights. I'm a pretty even keel person. I have already had two fights today. Screaming fights already. It is, what, 10, 10.03 in the morning? This day can only get better.
1: How are you still getting in screaming
0: fights at your age? Well, the first fight is with my kid's school district. I'm fighting with the bus company. I told you this off. I'm not getting into a whole thing, but I'm fighting with the bus company. And I will tell you, when you're fighting for your child there is a certain fervor that you bring to the table that is very, very impressive. This show is only an hour. I've wasted three minutes of it already. You're good. Coming down in three, two, one. Welcome, everybody. It is uh, Wednesday. You're going uh, to have to start over 4th. again. because you
1: Because have, you, have, you, have, you haven't told us the second reason you were screaming. Oh, the p-
0: second one. The second <laughs> one. I'm going to just say it right now. I'll t- uh, here, you want to know a secret? Uber Conference is the greatest platform to record podcasts, the greatest platform. And yeah, we have a new sponsor on Sports with Friends, and I had to do a segment for a live read. Get I had to do it at 9 a.m. this morning, and Uber Conference over the weekend decided to do an upgrade, an upgrade, and your upgrade doesn't work. Oh, and it's an upgrade. I've done, in my life, 750 Uber Conferences. For my two podcasts and for all the other things that I've done. I have used this platform. I have campaigned for this platform. I tweet for this platform. And and the best customer service you got is somebody in the Philippines? Okay. Okay, Are we done now? Yep. All right. Coming down. Three, two, one. Hey, how about that Mets game last night? (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh. How great was that? The New York Mets come up with uh it's like seven runs in the top of the ninth inning so they take a 10-4 lead going into the bottom of the ninth the nationals fans all left and everybody there's nobody in the building and the nationals score seven runs to come from behind and win it we're rooting for a former syracuse alum dave jagler and the crew do we have that call here's the set three two suzuki swung That was the headline in the Washington Post website this morning. You blew it! (laughs) That was funny. Uh, Mark Simon, uh, former ESPN researcher extraordinaire, I think he's now with The Athletic and he works for a couple other places, um, had a great tweet. He said, for all the Met fans that are complaining about the misery that is being a Met fan, you were in the World Series four years ago. Like there are teams that have never made the World Series. Like, could you imagine tell a Pirates fan that you're a you're a uh you're a suffering Med fan. Tell a Padres fan. You're damn you're right. A suffering Mets fan. That was for your benefit. <laughs> and you know, and it's and it's funny because I can't stand that organization. Um I have had a... I, I, and I don't want to make this about me, but I've had a history with that franchise. I worked for that franchise in twenty fourteen. I hated every second of it. And the ownership of the New York Mets made it untenable to work there, and I remember I—I'll tell you one one story, and then we'll we'll move on from 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 my relationship with the Mets. But the the Derek Jeter, remember him? I've heard of him. <laughs> I went up to Derek Jeter when the Yankees were playing the Mets to get him on the Mets pregame show, and I've known Derek Jeter his whole career. And I go up to to Derek and I said, hey, you got a couple of minutes? And he says, yeah, where have you been? I said, well, I haven't seen you that much. I've been working with the Mets. And in the greatest Mr. Spock, Leonard Nimoy, raising of the eyebrow, he just went, Really? <laughs> that 's a, a true story it 's all you need it 's all you needed to know. All the Met fans, if you want to complain it, it 's all but your ownership group is a bunch of classless weasels, and the fact of the matter is is that they don 't have a radio deal in Syracuse, which is dumb as all get out. They admonish people for any negative news that you make. They still read the newspapers like it 's one nineteen eighty four. And when this team made a trade and they're, oh, they hired this this so, s- sleazy agent to be their GM and all he does is BS you every time he makes a trade. Hold on. So they were upset you wanted Derek Jeter on their pregame show? No, 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 no. They weren't oh. upset. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, gotcha. All right. No, that, that... he just, he just admonished them. Like, oh. he was just like, really? <laughs> ew. Like, ew. Like, that 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 was the the vibe. From Derek Jeter, I I know they loved having Derek Jeter on. He was finally a good guest on the pregame show. <laughs> it's better than Travis Darnell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny that there's a bunch of mediocre teams in the National League, the Mets included, that are trying to fight for this second wild card spot. And I have said this in the past, and I, again, I don't want to do a whole uh, you know rigmarole of you know, the problems facing baseball. I still think we should air uh, the Bob Nightingale interview that I did on my sports with friends podcast about some of the crisis situations facing baseball. But here's the reality. Um, The pennant races are duds this year. I mean, none of the division races are, are, are compelling in any way. The wild cards are pretty much figured out. I mean, not all of them, but, but for the most part, and More so this year than than past years, the NFL is going to trounce baseball starting in about 30 hours. Because tomorrow night, the NFL kicks off their season, and I think baseball is going to be left in the wind. And what they'll need, and I'll, I'll be perfectly objective on this, what they will need is a compelling playoff. And that doesn't just mean a Yankee run. I mean I know Syracuse would would, would like a Yankee run cuz Syracuse is a Yankee town and I and I respect that but and, and and look I I would love to see this Yankee group do it because this Yankee group has been actually pretty intriguing with the amount of injuries that they have had but the reality of it is is that you know it's pretty much a foregone conclusion about 3 of the 4 playoff teams already Like, if you went to the Vegas odds, the Astros and the Yankees in the American League is like a foregone conclusion. And in the National League, the Dodgers are pretty much given a spot in the LCS. And so the fact of there's no drama and that when the Mets won 14 of 15, I think it was, or 15 of 16, and they made this run to turn a lost season into a compelling season, I thought, great, that is still a crappy baseball team. And the reality of it is, is in baseball, it's ebbs and flows. When you are hot, you are not as good as when you're hot. And when you're in a slump, you are not as bad as when you're in a slump. But good teams, the cro- the cream rises to the top. And the New York Mets are not a good team. That that's the issue. I'm
1: looking at this from a like like a radio broadcaster, television type guy. Mm-hmm. And to say that they're going to get trounced by the NFL, I, that may happen. If you're looking market-wise, these playoffs, as they're set up right now, are every market except for Boston that you would want in television and radio-wise. You got the Dodgers. You got the Braves. You got the Cubs. The Nationals. You know, the Phillies are fighting for the last spot. You got Oakland, New York, Houston. No, I see where you're going. I I think, like, people, viewers, eyes, ears— This is a pretty good lineup for for baseball. But
0: do you ever notice that nobody cares about that in any other sport except for baseball? Do you think anybody cared when LeBron was on the Cavaliers that the Cleveland Cavaliers were in the in the finals? I, I think that's where baseball is different
1: than for every other sport. Is no, because, because your it's team's not on strong enough ground. It's not compelling. Your teams, you're you're either like your. There's no reason to watch baseball, and this is probably proving your point. Unless your team's in it, whereas you'll watch Green Bay.
0: Ah, uh, there you
1: go. You'll watch Green Bay play Detroit any day of the week. Because football is more compelling. You're right. So.
0: <laughs> well, no, <laughs> good, good one. Um, <laughs> hey, at least he's playing today. <laughs> um, no, the, the, the argument, at least from my perspective, about whether or not baseball can hold its own, if baseball has drama, which the sport over 100 years has been known to have dramatic moments, it, it, then it can captivate. It can be a great postseason. The problem is, is that the regular season has been such a dud. The fact that these divisions, listen to this. It, let's go let's go east to west, right? Nine and a half, six and a half, nine and a half. That's not division races. The National League, six and a half, three, eighteen. Eighteen. And the NL Central, I know that a lot a lot has been said about the NL Central, but three weeks ago it was a three team race, and now the Brewers are seven out, they're done. And the reality of it is, is the Cubs and Cardinals. But the Cubs could be the second wild card. The way the way it stands now, they'd be the second wild card, and they would play Washington. So the Cubs would play Washington. Okay, that that could be a compelling game. If it's in D.C., I maybe drive down to, for for something like that. Like there's there's some value there. And what I'm hoping for is that it's it's a compelling postseason, but. If Atlanta's a flash in the pan and Minnesota's a flash in the pan, like nobody's taking these teams seriously. And all you have is the Yankees, the Astros, and the Dodgers, and the Dodgers will get one of the other bridesmaids. Probably Atlanta. Probably. But just say
1: Minnesota could be a flash in the pan, you say the cream rises to the top. They're at the end of their season. No, uh, they're they're one of the, they are the hottest team in baseball, right? So they
0: they are they are a team that they hit a gazillion home runs. They've set the single team home run record already, and in a short series, I have no idea how their roster will hold up, because you're not going to just mash your way through the playoffs, and. I can't imagine. Like what Minnesota has done is they've gotten fat because baseball. The story of the 2019 season has been the really, really god awful teams, right? The Baltimore's, the Detroit's, the Kansas Cities, the Toronto's, the, the the Seattle's. Like not only are they 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 bad, they're like no hopers. Like they're no they're not even trying, and. What Minnesota has been able to do is be in a division where you have the White Sox who stink, the Royals who stink, and Detroit who stinks. And Cleveland's been off and on, hot and cold. All right? Cleveland is is six and a half back, and you're right; they caught him for a, for a while. Minnesota, I'm not saying Minnesota is not a good team, but what test have they passed? Just that they're not as bad as those teams that I just mentioned. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I will watch these,
1: the playoffs this year. I'm going to watch Houston and the you Yankees too. play no matter who they're playing, right? right the Dodgers right. are fun to watch. And I'm going to watch the Nationals and the Cubs if they
0: play, you know, it's, if they play the one game. Yeah. Right. If they play the one game, that'll be fine. I, look, what I'm hoping for is. The Cubs is, are likable. Yeah, but what I'm, what I think they need is one, one. There's a, a former SU guy that's on their Cubs broadcast, uh, Zach Zaidman. We can get him on the show. Um, the idea that I want these series to be like 1-1 one, one going into game three. And then if you get me that, you guarantee me a game four. And in the five-game series, the game fours are the best. Just like in a seven-game series, the game sixes are the best, right? Game sevens are crapshoots, but game sixes are the drama. Can a team stay alive and can a team offer the, the final you know, death now? Like, can you do that? And the the question then becomes, can those happen? I will say, if I see a 3-0 series in a seven-game series, I won't watch Game 4. Like, it, it has no value to me. And that too many times that has happened. And what I'm saying is, in the regular season, the lack of pennant actual pennant races has been very, very disconcerting. That and the plethora of bad teams. There's no mediocrity in baseball there's a very small number any team that's mediocre is in the wild card race and if you're not in the wild card race at this point you're literally you're you're you're, you're god it, it, it's like there's no hope the baltimore orioles i heard a, a podcast with um, john oran from sports business journal and he said he's an orioles fan and it's like you can't they will they pay you to go to the games. It's awful and it's so and it's sad to see those those teams and where are the Mets the Mets are just a mediocre team that's all they are they're just they're just they're mediocre do they have a nice player look okay coming up in just a second why Pete Alonso is overrated
1: (laughs) I want to throw a stat at you right now twins are 500 against teams with winning records right and the Astros against division leaders are 16 and 15 in the Yankees are eight and eight so there's a boring stat for you
0: good job man i'm telling you you have brought your a-game today we continue here on espn syracuse as we roll through on a monday that portion of the show will not be in the podcast this is espn syracuse this is the seth Everett show Wow, that's a deep cut, random 80s music. Welcome back, ESPN Syracuse. Pet Shop Boys, Domino's dancing. There you go. <laughs> Pauly is like the little white letters <laughs> that used to come on the MTV music videos on Papa the bottom videos. left. <laughs> on oh. the bottom left. Here's a random <laughs> fact for you. Hey! Syracuse, Maryland this week. A lot of question marks about Maryland. Like, where, whether or not I'll be there. Um... Maryland uh, came in as a four and a half point underdog when the line first started. And then yesterday it switched to minus two for Maryland. So now Maryland favored to win against Syracuse. Uh, Interesting how the line changed that dramatically. Like I I wasn't surprised that it wouldn't remain four and a half. I figured it would be a one point favorite for somebody. But to change six points surprised me. I'm not shocked. After what okay. you, after what you
1: saw from both teams last week, I mean, I think Syracuse is a better team. But what we saw last week was not a ringing endorsement of the Syracuse offense, <laughs> you know. And they're both Power Five schools, so I'm I'm not shocked by it.
0: Well, look to me, the the, the matchup is. Uh, Maryland on offense, SU on defense. You know, we'll take it from there. Everything else is going to be gravy. I think the Syracuse team will score points. I think their offense will be okay. Uh, I'm nervous about that offensive line, as I, I'm going to be all season long. But um, I, I don't know. I, I I think that you know what they were able to do against Howard is a mismatch, and what Syracuse was doing against Liberty is a mismatch. So I I don't think either game is a fair enough benchmark. Um, the fact that they scored seventy nine points is influencing bet- betters, but I don't think should influence fans. I, I just think, from my standpoint, um, I-, I-, I still give them a shot to win this game. I I think Maryland will score score points, but I think Syracuse scores more points, and I think that's going to be the key. I don't think this is a seventeen fourteen game. You know what I mean? Like this is this is probably a game in the thirties plus. What What did you see?
1: From Syracuse that makes you think they can put up 30 points on Maryland.
0: Well, because I think that they still have receivers that can catch, and I think that uh, I think Neal can can be more consistent, and I think Devito will throw good passes. I, I think I think Devito is a work in progress, and I I, I have confidence. I, again, this is not a sure thing. I wouldn't put a dime on this game.
1: Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's not kid ourselves. Like, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't put I wouldn't bet you know Buckshot Goldberg's money. <laughs> I I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't touch this. The, 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 this game is a is a is a pick to me. I was surprised that it shifted as dramatically as it did. But again, we're splitting hairs. Like uh, it, it, it's six and one half a dozen of another. I I think the reality of it is is I think Syracuse can hang with Maryland. I think that they can play, and I think that they can curtail Maryland's offense uh, in a way that they they never saw before. And I thought it was. Not easy against Howard, but I think that the I think the Syracuse defense presents enough of a challenge for Maryland that I think Maryland's going to have to react to that.
1: Yeah, it's hard to put up seventy nine points on anybody. First that's of all, that's hard
0: to do. That's hard to do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't care who
0: you're playing. Seventy nine like, is a lot of points. Even in video games, I don't <laughs> think that's that's how you play. I mean, come on, put your foot off the gas. I... I I don't know. Did anybody? I didn't. I didn't look at this. And, and, and in all my notes, this is not a thing I gave a crap about. But did anybody complain about Maryland running up a score?
1: No, no. But that usually does happen. They were thirty-one point favorites against Howard, and they sub, so, crushed so when the it,
0: spread. <laughs> right. So when it's forty-two to nothing, like stop. Why? I
1: I hate that. No, don't stop. Just,
0: you don't you, run up the score like that. Sure,
1: you do. I don't know. It's America.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, that's that's American. Yeah. to run, to, to run crush, up the score and beat your
1: enemies. Yes, that's how uh, I like I it. I think Syracuse so. will win, but I to to think that they should be favorites and should just roll into Maryland never has been on my radar at all. I mean, I, later I, in the season, I think Syracuse will be much better, but the second week of the season. Maryland, and after what I saw offensively against Liberty, I would not touch this game, and I would not be shocked if Syracuse was not able but to win. But you wouldn't. It.
0: But 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 to be clear, you're saying you wouldn't touch this game because you wouldn't bet against Syracuse either. Like no, just no. for the record, like our contracts with Galaxy, we're allowed to do that. We just can't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with with uh, with going out and and you know betting against a team like i've done that before i one year i was uh, I, I i was in denver and the nuggets were 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 in the they had they were competing for the worst record in nba history they had like 9 wins all season long and uh, this is when bill hanslick was the coach lafonzo ellis was on that team antonio mcdice this is like right after my su days and they were always two point favorites at home and I bet against them, and they always lost. They always lost. The only game you don't touch was when the Bulls came in with Jordan, because that was like a twelve-point game, and you never knew. Like they could, they could have a close one once in a while, but they never won. And on the road, the lines were were too bad. You never bet them on the road, but you always bet against them on home, at home. And I never told anybody; it was my secret. How much money did you make? Uh, a couple hundred bucks. I probably did it. I you gotta trust like your instincts better times. than that, man, well, yeah, but we did it on the web with the dial up internet oh, like yes. it was a, it was like it was it was shady stuff. You I know, spent but, many but a
1: day losing money in poker games that way
0: yeah you, you, I mean offshore betting and all that stuff I mean, you know, I'll deny it. there's a statute of limitations, like the Seinfeld line. it's a statute, not a statue, <laughs> it's not a statue of limitations. All right, Ezekiel Elliott is a cowboy. That we knew already, but he is going to play this Sunday. We'll get the terms of his deal and much, much more as we roll through on a Wednesday here on ESPN Syracuse. This is the Seth Everett Show. Uh, 36 past the hour. You all right? Glad you're with us here. Yeah, oh, yeah just figuring out how I'm gonna fix everything I'm uh, my god this uh, uber conference is driving me bananas bananas I have a uh, Terrell Davis uh, who Syracuse listeners already know that interview um, because we had him on uh, last week but Terrell Davis is coming up on sports with friends if I can fix uber conference and if not then it doesn't come out and then who the, the whole thing's over all the listeners that's it the whole thing come on goodbye come goodbye come And then tomorrow on the Hall of Justice podcast, I have, this is a great 90s reference, Dean Cain on the show. Superman! Superman! Dean Cain is on the Hall of Justice tomorrow. Uh, I'd rather Uh, talk to Terry Hatcher. I worked on that. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) She'd be great because of Seinfeld and that. Yeah. This hour of the Seth Everett Show is brought to you by Mattress Express, home of... The number bed by Instant Comfort. That is uh, coming up. 315 437 7644 is your phone number. Ezekiel Elliott deal got done. And it's Elliott! <laughs> Elliott! For the touchdown! No flags! Cowboys lead! Nine seconds left. I, uh, yeah, we have a little warning. Um. <laughs> 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 that is a random uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, call uh, from last year, I presume. Anyway, he uh, signs a contract and uh, all is forgiven in the world. Uh, he had a holdout. And there are two takeaways that I had from this. Uh, number one, I heard a little of the not, it's not Mike and Mike, the other show. I the still call it that, man. <laughs> okay. I can't that sh- not. <laughs> All right. One, one point that was brought up earlier on the, on the, 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 the Wingo, the Trey Wingo show. Um, it, it, the question was about Dak Prescott and whether or not Dak Prescott will get a contract extension as well. And I think that there's a completely different perspective because Ezekiel Elliott held out and Dak Prescott didn't. So there's no pressure for the Cowboys to sign him during the season. And I think it's silly to think that that's a priority for the Cowboys because Dak Prescott is coming out. First of all, guys had injuries. You don't know what the expectations are for the Cowboys. And now you're going to shoehorn Ezekiel Elliott back and just assume that he's been working out you know, to, to the level and that you know, no preseason, no problem. He'll, he'll, he'll be fine. And uh, Elliott has, has come out. First of all, did you think for a second Ezekiel Elliott was going to miss a week? I thought he might miss the first week. Mm. I didn't. I thought get, he was going to play hardball. I really ball. didn't think so. I, I But he got everything he was looking for. $50 million guaranteed. $50 million guaranteed for the NFL. He's pretty good, man. He could break good, his man. leg tomorrow. No, he's very good. But he could break his leg in a second. Guaranteed money in the NFL is so wonky because it's the only leverage the players have. And, okay, he got it. look he got it he's now the highest played running back in the in the league but that that was the first one the second one that i the, the takeaway that i saw on twitter when i saw that the news had broken was whether or not saquon barkley is looking at this and planning a holdout of his own and i can't imagine a guy going into his third year would be a would be a holdout I can't imagine that. Ezekiel Elliott's in his fifth season, if I'm not mistaken. That is a big difference. Five, you know, going into your fifth, going into your sixth season versus going into your third season, very, very different. And even though Saquon Barkley, if you're the Giants, you try to lock him up as fast as you can. There's no way Saquon Barkley decides to hold out, or at least I think that would be crazy. And after seeing uh, Saquon Barkley up close and personal last week at that that NFL event that I went to, I would be shocked if Saquon Barkley tries to go this route. Running backs got
1: to start doing this, though, and I hate to say this, if you're a running back in the NFL, you got to get your money early. You're you're you're, you're right. not the long career is so yes, short. Yeah. Yes, you're you're not long for the hall. So you got to do it. And I think th- I think that's going to change in their next uh, contract CBA. Yeah, mean. and the running. I'll finish your sentences. It's okay. thank you. Running backs have to get their money early.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know. I I, I can't imagine. I don't know. I, I don't know I, I understand the Giants' incentive to sign him. I don't understand how you'd sign Saquon Barkley this early. I, I just I don't know. It just seems it it seems so soon. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott again is in his fifth season. You right? know you know after two years if the guy's gonna be good or not. You know, you're not Then why didn't Elliott have a contract three years ago?
1: I, I think the players are smartening up. To, to what's going on here, you know? Le'Veon Bell sat out a whole year because of the wear and tear on his body. Mm.
0: Okay. I, you're not going to get a huge fight out of me. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, 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 First of all, I, thought, I always thought he was going to play. I thought this was posturing because I thought that if there was a real danger, I think both sides don't talk to the media. And Jerry Jones has never met a microphone he was afraid of. And the reality of it is is he was on every show in the world. He was on CNBC this morning, and Ezekiel Elliott, through his representation, was talking to everybody. Ed Werder had a different had a different Ezekiel Elliott story every day.
1: Let me ask you a question about Barkley really quick. If, Saquon. Yeah, if if Barkley I'm a fan, if Barkley puts up thirteen hundred yards again, you don't
0: pay the guy? No, no, no. I understand the Giants' motivation to sign him. I don't think he holds out. I don't. If if the Giants for some reason now, don't forget they're going to have a lot of money coming off the books next year, right? They have twenty million against the cap coming off the books at the end of this year. So Saquon Barkley, for all I know, they've had a handshake agreement and said, just hold on, just let us get past this Eli thing. And I think that the Giants do that. Now, does that definitely happen next training camp? Does Saquon Barkley sign this mega $100 million plus $55 million guaranteed deal the minute Eli Manning walks out the door? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I can see I think
1: you got to lock him up. Yeah. But you also I need a receivers that. and hope you're. <laughs> rookie quarterback is good. and yeah. a lot, There's a lot of question marks on that team, and he's not one of them, so I would pay him. There's
0: a, a prop bet um, that I was, I was reading over some prop bets because we have a sponsor for the podcast. And uh, one of the prop bets is what week does Daniel Jones take over as Giants quarterback?
1: I think as soon as they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs.
0: Oh, so you're saying like week 11.
1: Uh, uh, 11 or later. Maybe earlier. If they're zero and six, they'll pull the trigger. Then you know you think but, they will be. Yeah. No, no, I two, won't say what that. What if they're
0: two and three? Two and three after five. You stick with Eli. Okay. Um. Let's do. Let's do. Four and six.
1: Yeah, you got it. You got to stick with Eli until stick it, with Eli, right? Yes.
0: So four and six. Okay, and if you are. Six and nine. Nah, I, I guess that's too late. I think Maybe. you
1: pulled the plug by then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you think Eli announces this is his final year at some point?
1: Depend- <laughs> See, this is another one where I think it depends on his performance. Because if he goes out and plays well and they pull the plug on him, he's going to go play somewhere else if he's still playing
0: well Well, let me say this about eli manning and i I, you know look i'm not gonna say we're best friends but I, i i know the guy the one thing i think he does not have is a post football plan i think Peyton, when he hurt his neck had a plan and that everything with denver was gravy and i think the fact that denver was in two super bowls was the reason why he he continued and the Super Bowls were what motivated Peyton. For Eli, it's different. I don't think Eli has a plan. I think Eli wants to play as long as he humanly possibly can. Would having Eli as a backup quarterback be a horrible thing next year for a team? No, but you're not going to pay. Yes, he could go to another team and do that. But his Giants tenure is over. Yeah, and his Giants tenure should have been over this year. I, I'm on. I am we had that whole discussion. You either cut Eli Manning and draft Daniel Jones, or you sign Eli Manning and you don't draft Daniel Jones. Either way, the Giants screwed up. Giants screwed up either way.
1: See, I disagree. I think What's it going to hurt having one year of a guy learning from Eli Manning? Because
0: Mm -hmm. you have more than one hole, and you have the number six pick in the draft, and unless you're going to draft the quarterback that you're handing the keys to the cupboard with— then, then do it. Then draft Daniel Jones, but then save the twenty million and go out and get an offensive lineman, go to a defensive lineman, get a safety, get whatever. They've got too 20 many twenty million holes. dollars.
1: Uh, they got too many holes. In a court, getting a, if you think that's your quarterback of the future, you take him. Fine. Then then cut Eli Manning. But why throw him to the wolves and get him killed? Do you get you not, gotta, It's It's not. It's he, a he, process. He, you don't win. You're not winning. You don't pay him twenty
0: million dollars to maybe be good. It's not your money. Why are you here? <laughs> no, because it's, it's a salary cap. I know, but they're not winning this year. So just. No, either way, it's dumb. You, you do one or the other. If, you, if you're saying draft Daniel Jones, I'm fine. Cut Eli Manning. If you're saying don't cut Eli Manning, don't draft Daniel Jones. One or the other. They were taking a quarterback this year, no matter what. Then, then cut Eli Manning. You're paying him $20 million.
1: Well, we'll see. <laughs> you, you, got, you got a guy who now can learn behind Eli Manning. You know, I don't see why that's like a huge issue. Because this team isn't winning this year. Like, no matter who they drafted, this team wasn't going to win. You know? And why not let Eli go out in his one little hurrah for $20
0: million? (laughs) (laughs) The Eli Parade. Hey, listen, I uh, retire his number, the whole thing, but th- this loyalty to him, I didn't think they needed to have. All right, we'll continue here. Uh, more on Ezekiel Elliott and more on the Syracuse, Maryland line as we roll through here on ESPN Syracuse. This is the Seth Everett Show. <laughs> All right, back here on ESPN Syracuse. Hey, don't forget the Upstate Urology Football Brewfest is the best of both worlds for a sports fan. Beer and football. September 13th, the night before the big Clemson game, the Canyon at Destiny USA will have 100, over 100 craft beer samples plus autographs and Q&A segments from Syracuse legends, including my partner, how about that, Eric Dungy, uh, Floyd Little, Joe Morris, Donovan Darius, and Don McPherson. Buckshot Goldberg will make an appearance. <laughs> VIP and general admission tickets on sale now at footballbrewfest.com. You think I have a chance to make that stick? I love it. I want it to stick. Do you think that he it could be like like you know Orange Nation with uh, Buckshot and Infante? <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Could that be a name for a show? That would be great. People forget how good of a career Donovan Darius had too.
1: I can't <laughs> wait. to I haven't seen that guy in forever. I'm looking forward sort of to it. Random reference, but yes. Well, I, he's going to be at the Brewfest.
0: All right, continue the conversation (laughs) at ESPN Syracuse, at Seth underscore Everett on Twitter. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 right here. Centers of Attention is coming up next.